watching Sea Crusty Radio, where we discuss the unidentified, the unexplainable, paranormal, conspiracies, and much more. Starring your host and co-host, Jenny Nicasio, Sean Kelly, and Jason Sledgehammer Ryan Petra. Brought to you by UPRN Network. Now for your host, Jenny Nicasio. Good evening and welcome to Chasing Prophecy on FM 105.3 in New Orleans on the UPRN radio network where we discuss anything and everything beyond the scope of normal in New Orleans. Remember to like us on Facebook, follow us and subscribe to us on YouTube. We're on TikTok too. Happy to Torture Tuesday. (laughs) I'm Jenny McCarthy along with my co-host, Sean Kelly, Jason and I and Petra and our guest co-host, John Ventry. How's everyone this evening? Happy Torture Tuesday. Happy as a day, bird. I just... I'm sorry. I just saw that we weren't streaming on Pittsburgh Paranormal. So if you guys want to share the the uh, live on that, I see that we're not streaming for some reason. We got kicked off. I'm sorry for interrupting you. Go ahead, John. No, I was just going to say every day above ground's a good day. Yes. Oh, oh <laughs> my God. Exactly. It'll be huh? much more peaceful. Six feet under. Oh, that was a good series, huh? Did you guys see that on HBO? Wasn't it on HBO? Six oh. feet under. Yeah. Oh wow, we got somebody from Tokyo. Oh, Tokyo. Hi, Irene. How are you? Oh. Yeah. She said good morning. And good morning. Oh, good good morning. What time what is it there? <laughs> Irene, what time is it in Tokyo? Well, guys, we have a very interesting um evening show in store for us tonight. Um so let's get to that. I I want to ask you guys. Do you guys follow the astrology, your signs, your zodiac? Zodiac, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah I do. The only ones that I follow actually um, are the ones that I read in the newspaper. To be honest with you, because um, when it comes to like, like I was supposed to have been born on the cusp of a certain Gemini, whatever, but. What what really uh, for me is that there's a lot of, you know, when it first was written astrology, look at how many how often the Earth rotated. Okay, did it throw off the astrology chart, or did it stay the same? That's my question for my guest, for your guest tonight. Okay, now I like to follow the dive right in. <laughs> in the um, newspaper, you know, am I having a good day or not? But before we get started, we have to do a shout out to our sponsor who is sponsoring this portion of the show. And have you guys taken CBD oil, John, Jason, no. Sean? No. No? Well, I I do. use olive oil. Olive oil, yeah. <laughs> well, this product, product uh, Via Hemp Company... Um, they have a product, a CBD product that uh, helps relieve stress. It helps you sleep. But, you, you know, some, some of them have left me feeling a little disappointed. Um, I didn't do anything. It's just kind of wasting my money. Well, Via Hemp Company is dedicated to crafting high-quality strength hemp products that you can actually feel the difference. And that's really important, especially if you're stressed out and you need some, you know, 
stress relievers in this crazy world we live in. And get this, get this. They have a legal THC product that they can ship anywhere in all 50 states. And that's really cool. I was always thinking you couldn't do that. But these guys have crafted a product to promote specific effects such as sleep, pain relief, and even energy. And I need a little bit of that tonight, so because I didn't take my nap. So whether you want gummies, topicals, vapes, or drops, they got you covered. And go so head over to Via Hemp Company, just like it says, Via Hemp Company. For, and use the code PROPHECY15 to get 15% off. And remember, that's viahemp.com. And you can go to our website and click on the link too. Okie doke. Um, yeah, I believe that uh, we are all governed by astrology. And I also, I have to get this, guys. You know how we were in um, Mercury retrograde? Remember that? Yeah. Yep. May was a horrible horrible month for me and until I real and it was actually I feel a lot better since June 3rd and that's when it was over did you guys have any of that effect with the oh month? yeah absolutely <laughs> you know, it's just you know, a transition from like winter to spring to summer well, all in like true. the same day <laughs> that's, that's true that's true here in Pennsylvania May has always been a bad month for me I don't know why but all the bad luck I ever have is in May exactly oh, really, I'm telling you it really is no, you know what they used to say that May brings change. And I tell you what, let's see, my marriage ended in May. Uh, my sister passed away. My dad passed away. My aunt passed away. My uncle passed away. It seems like so many crazy things. But one good thing was I got a new, my grandbaby was born. So that's a good thing. And so mm -hmm. I hope it's starting to change, you know, get out of that weird. Um, well, you know what uh, Mayflowers bring, right? Mayflower bring, bring what? pilgrims. <laughs> <laughs> only you, my friend. Only, only you. Only you. Only you. Only you. Only you. Only you. Oh You're crazy. Uh, well, you know, it's going to be a good night if everything happens, you know, because I'm hoping it does. So we're going to have a good night, guys. Remember? Because we've got a great guest, and I just hope he turns in tonight. Because it's going to be crazy if he doesn't, because I'm going to be like, okay. Oh, my God. Maybe no, it wasn't in the stars if he doesn't show up. Maybe. But we're going to talk a little bit about, well, what we think that he is. Now, I when I go into his bio, um, Jeff, now he's coming on at 930. So, but let's talk a little bit about what he does. He's a Vedic. Is that how you say it? Vedic? Am I saying that right? I think it's Vedic. Vedic astrologer. Now, they... They examine the world events and help clients. They navigate their lives. So this goes back to the Indian um, Hindu teachings. So I hope we can, and he believes that the Hindus, they teach spiritual growth. So I hope we can get a really good definition of that and examples of that. Cause I'm still not really sure how that differs from regular astrology. I know like we have the 12 Zodiac signs and then we mm -hmm. have like, you know, each Zodiac signs in, in the, um, in the um, what do you call it? the constellations they all line up that's as far as i know how this works and i've always wanted to study astrology but it's too much math <laughs> so i don't know <laughs> too, much math. Too, much, too much math what? for me oh wow i didn't know that you didn't know that when you I remember being a kid and just uh really into stars and telescopes and yeah learning about the planets and stuff yeah and i was always into that astronomy um, and have you I, Irene says that she uses Asian astrology. I don't know 
how that works. I know numerology is, I know there's Asian numerology and you can actually tell uh, how many lives you lived. I don't know if you guys knew about that. Oh, I didn't mm -hmm. know about that. I didn't. Didn't you, did you know about that, Jason? No, I didn't know about that. There was a, there's a formula. Um, our old old host um, was in here for a month, um, Robert Pagani. He was telling me about um, how you can tell how many. It's all about the numbers. You take your, add your your num your birth date. Your, your it's just really crazy. Maybe this astrologer can help us understand that. Well, you know, you know, Eastern beliefs are a lot different than European beliefs. You know, as far as uh, past lives and all of that. Christians don't believe any of that, you know, and it's it's actually um, taboo, you know. Oh, but, yeah. but Eastern, you know, Eastern philosophy and New Age thought is totally different than Christianity. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, I, I know a lot of things is in Christianity that's taboo. Um, well, everything. I mean, gosh, you can't talk about witches and demons and stuff like that. And you, I don't know about UFOs. I don't know if they believe. I don't know if they. Well, Christians have all said to me that UFOs are demonic, and, and uh, you know, when I first got into the political side of it, I was kind of like shunned. Oh, he believes in UFOs. That's demonic, you know. Oh, jeez. Uh, oh my God. UFOs. I don't know. It's I don't think so. I wouldn't think. You know, there, there's a very paranormal side to them that I didn't realize in the beginning when I was with Jen in uh, Mufon. But it, it it really started to show itself. So I wouldn't discount it. The problem is we assume because they fly, they're from space. I yeah. don't think they are. I don't think they are. <laughs> and not to uh, change the subject, but John, do you remember when we had you had a? I was like, what are you doing? You had a conference at a church in Greensburg. Yeah, it was great. The, I was like, the, you're the, talking about demons That's amazing. Acoustic? What church was this? Uh, it was the one right on Route 30. Uh, they changed the name of it, but it's right next to the state troopers where the training center is. I was is. like, what? But the acoustics was great. Yeah. And it, it, we had 300 people there. It was our biggest attended event. And actually, people got lost and never even showed up. We would have it would have blown the thing out. But when it was over and I went to read book, they said, thank you, but don't ever come back. I know. Oh, really? <laughs> Why? I don't they, think well, they knew that you were talking about. No, they knew. They knew. And they said they wanted to be open-minded. <laughs> but uh, then they got so many complaints from members, parishioners, and they said, look, we can't have you back. And I said, you know, that's, that's the way it goes. But, you know, we had three years there on the road and we had 300 people just about. And it was crazy. I don't know. I was like, it, oh, my God, I can't believe you're talking about this stuff. in the I don't know. Yeah. Oh, we're going to get kicked out. <laughs> Did anybody yeah. catch on fire? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's like no. talking about ghosts. In a, um, uh, I guess you could talk about ghosts at church. I don't know. I guess the Holy Spirit yeah. is the ghost, right? Yeah, they could, you could talk about ghosts. Of course you could talk about ghosts in the church. Why not? Um, okay, I, I tell you this. Here's Here's my opinion. All of these paranormal things should be discussed in church. Where yes. else should they be? You know, the pastor should get up and tell the people about demons, about alien abductions being very negative, you know, but they shy away from it. And that's the mistake. That's where you want to hear it, but they don't they don't address it. And yeah. that's a mistake. They, they believe either uh, we either just go straight to heaven or hell, right? So they're basically, or, yeah, ghosts. Yeah. yeah, well, that's yeah, you know, exactly that, too. You know, when you're a kid growing up, 
they they say that there are no ghosts. It's only demons. So if you're hearing noises, making contact, you're doing it with a demonic entity, not a uh, you know a relative or or someone else attached to the house. But see, the thing is, you know, like how do we know that for sure? Nobody I don't know. actually knows. That's yeah, what they, we're right. just people. Probably we're living yeah. human people. Yeah, you know, the so. contact part of it just to me it seems like it has to be humans. There has to be a, a large number of people who just don't make it. You know, it's like trying to play in the NBA. You know, how many make it? Nine on each team. Yeah. But they, they has, you know, how many go to heaven? They, not a whole lot. So they got to go somewhere, and I, well, I think they do walk walk Earth. I, I believe yeah, that. but I don't know if we should talk about. Um, demons at church and stuff like that because it just doesn't sound right you should do that no. <laughs> no, that's where it, i think that's where it should be discussed uh, I, I really, but then again my encounters with the catholic church you know during the stuff going on in my house yeah but i got i got the impression they didn't believe in demons they didn't believe in the devil matter of fact the priest that came over and blessed my house said oh that's just something in the Bible to scare you straight. You know, there know. is no devil. Sean knows all about devils and demons. I mean, yeah, all... you know, he's going to be talking about it tonight on his show. Yes, yeah. I am into the night. There's no but... generational curse. I believe that the sins of the father get passed down to two, three. Oh my generations. God! I believe we're paying. My kids are paying for the sins of the father. No, yeah. no doubt about it. I think all the bad things that happen to people is the retribution for things that your father, grandfather did. And now, now the now the kids, grandkids have to answer for it or get thrown in the well, situation. Let's that the kids are paying for the sins of the father. Just yeah, I, I believe that. But you know, all through the Bible and the Old Testament, you know, Cain and Abel, and then who else was there? Uh, Aaron, and then there was Ruth, and then there that, were all yeah. these people. You know, all this crap that went on in the Bible. Yeah, I think we did pay for the sins of the Bible. Because look at us with Adam and Eve. Of course, she's the. Um, who was it? Did someone say last? Was it one of you guys said that? Oh, it was my. I think it was my son said. Not only sh Adam should have, she should have stood up to um, Eve and told her not to eat the apple. Now, why didn't he do that? Because he wasn't present when she did it. Right. And then she went and got Adam and said, "Oh, look, it's fine. You try it." And since he ran off his first wife, Lilith. He didn't want to argue with her because happy wife, okay, wait, happy wait, life. Back up. So Where, he took a bite. Back up. When did Lilith, Sean, come into the picture? She was the very first. Was she the mother. very, which one is the one who ate the apple? Eve. Eve yeah. or was it Lilith? No, Eve. Eve. Okay, when I, did Lilith came into it? Well, how long it was, was go ahead, John. Tell her, but did they kick him? Did they kick Eve out and he wouldn't find another woman, or what? How did they go? Well, not <laughs> Eve, no, uh, I just wrote an article on it and I sent it to Faith, Faith Magazine and two other magazines I write for in Europe. There is very little knowledge on Lilith out there, it's Jewish mythology. You don't find it in the Bible or the Torah or anything, but it's the legends and the mythology that's that's come out of the Jewish faith. And so I, I, I went looking around for Lilith because I'm interested in it. You know, I did an episode on my YouTube channel on the on the TV series Penny Dreadful, and the guest brought up Lilith. And I said, you know, I don't know much about Lilith. So I, I dug into it and I wrote my own article on it. But, uh, you know, supposedly she was the first wife and she was she was uh, she was your you, you you read what they say. She was a woman, women's liber. You know, she wanted yeah. to be on top. 
<laughs> she yeah. wanted to make the rules. She didn't want to do one thing Adam said. And, you know, Adam told Lilith, uh, hey, God made woman for man, did not make man for woman. And there can't be two rulers <laughs> in Eden. You know, you, somebody's got to concede here. And Lilith said, I'm not conceding. See ya. So she took off and she was told that you cannot return. Uh, you know, an angel at the gates of Eden said, once you leave, you can never return. That's the way it is. So she took off and she ran into Satan. You know, uh, she saw him in the distance, this tall, thin figure. And, and he took her to uh, where the other fallen angels were in this, these caves, you know, and in the caves, there were a lot of that writing that you see, you know, and mm -hmm. she didn't understand it at all. And she got scared and she actually ran back to Eden, but she couldn't get back in. The angel was there and said, you can't return. And she saw Eve and she got into a jealous fit because she saw another woman. And there's, there's a lot of, uh, you know, uh, you know when, you, when you read it, the symbolism, you know, in the story. So then she went back to Satan and, and them and made it with them. And uh, it's really the mother of all demons, not all demons, mother of some demons and vampires in particular. And uh, it's the storyline that, that I read was the first child born of Eve and Adam was a female. And Lilith went back and she, the serpent distracted the, the, uh, the uh, angel and Lilith took the kid and mm. brought it and, and stole, kidnapped the kid and the kid dies. She didn't kill the kid, the kid dies. And, uh, you know, and then they went on to have uh, the, other, the other children. But she became where she wanted to get even with Adam and Eve and wanted to kill all of their offspring and steal, oh their, steal their so breath. So did she become like the first succubus? Yeah, yeah, that's exactly what they call, call her was the first succubus. And, uh, it, you know, so I, I took the little I could read and fashioned my own story. And I think it's a great story. And I sent it Faith Magazine, which surprisingly didn't answer me. I just sent them a story and they loved it for the 75th anniversary of Faith Magazine uh, about Ray Palmer, who was the founder of the magazine. I wrote oh. a very nice article on that. I sent her to Lilith, and I, I assume, because Phyllis Galdi is a women's liver, she did not like the symbolism. You know, I got I got uh, uh, Lilith uh, mating with Moloch and then aborting the kid and sacrificing it. Oh, my God. Satan, you know, which is symbolism for abortion. Uh, is this the kind of stuff you talked about at that church? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No. Yeah. <laughs> That's probably yeah. why they said don't go back. Yeah, the lights were I thought it out. was crazy how he did I was what the yeah. heck are you guys talking about? I was surprised they let us do it in the church, but it was the probably the biggest conference we ever had. But the Lilith story, I want to see if I can get it published so it's on record that I wrote it and uh we'll cover that at some other time. But it's very interesting, you know. Yeah, it is. It she's is really she's, interesting. An, she's an interesting woman. And there's a lot of people, a lot of women who like adapt themselves to Lilith. I know a lot of, especially women, adapt themselves to her, whatever John just said. <laughs> I think if you were to really get involved with some of these, you know, societies and witches and all of that, I, I'm sure they got their own stories of Lilith. And, and that's kind of the person, you know, the matriarch that they look up to. She was independent. She was strong. 
and strong-willed and did what she wanted to do you know she wasn't subservient to a man you know and uh you know i'm sure they got their own mythology on that well we're gonna go on and talk about this more and maybe we can talk about it later in the show but um we're gonna bring on our guests and i just want to let you know that um the united states and all over the world uh is going through some intense dramatic times right now in existence and we're going to see how this all plays into astrology and how astrology plays into it with our guests tonight. And I just want to welcome Jeff Harmon into the show. He's going to address the astrology, uh, astrology transitions that we might be going through and all this crazy times. So go, let's go ahead and bring, um, welcome to Chasing Prophecy, Jeff. How are hey, you? Jeff. Hello, Jeff. How are you doing? Thanks for having me. Thanks oh. for coming in. All right, Joe. I'm so glad to have you. So All we right, look at this guy. Pineapples and everything. <laughs> yeah, I don't want to go there. You can use your imagination, Jeff. Yeah. I'm sure you understand. What <laughs> yeah, it's it's a crazy time, and um, I'm so happy to have you on the show. So thanks for having me. I'm sorry about my dog. He's she's just not happy. That's okay. Tonight. I try, I tried to get her to go outside before we had a rainstorm and she was too scared. I so, actually dogs barking make more sense than half the humans I hear. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> amen. Yeah, well, amen. Is, right. yeah. <laughs> oh, I'm so sorry. Uh, so Jeff, go ahead and tell us what the heck is going on. Well, that, that's a, a great, a great uh, intro there because you know, I have been for years on radio shows. I remember I was on George Norrie's, you know, at Coast back, God, probably 2010. And I remember he says, Jeff, what do you think of the Mayan calendar? And I said, not a single thing. I said, I can't come up with a single thing for the Mayan calendar. But I said, watch out for 220 forward. And the reason why in 2020, we had a Saturn-Pluto conjunction, you know, for anyone listening, plain English on that one, that's where fascism meets structure. Um, that's probably the definition of, of fascism. Uh, just FYI, uh, we had the Saturn-Pluto opposition was 9-11. And we know what that brought us. Not only did it bring us buildings coming down like sparklers from jet fuel, but further, it also brought us the Patriot Act and many other wonderful things that uh, have been limiting the Constitution in any way that they can. And then, you know, never again will, will any of us run through an airport and say, wait, don't close the door on the airplane, because now they got to shake us upside down, you know, at security and see if there's anything in us, and then uh, run us through scanners. So, you know, the Patriot Act was a, a huge thing that the 9-11 brought in, as well as many other things that we'll probably never even know. And then the banks crashed in 2008 on the Saturn-Pluto square, and we know what happened in 2020. You literally could have set your watch to it on the uh, COVID announcement of the media. And then, of course, we know also, too, what happened in our fine election in 2020. And that was also mirrored by a Saturn-Jupiter conjunction, which is a 240-year cycle, which the last time we had that was the beginning of the Industrial Revolution. If you go back 240 years from 2020, it's going to put us right in the middle of the 1700s. Well, that's the heart of the introduction of the Industrial Revolution, which they are now trying to destroy 
by turning off the spigots on all the gas pumps and oil pumps. Um, but where we're at now, and to answer your question, sorry, it was a little, you know, I, I just kind of wanted to introduce that, that that's kind of been the setup. Where we're at now is the United States is going through something called a Pluto return. And everybody might say, well, what the heck does that mean? Pluto, even though it's a small planet um, and they've demeaned it from being a planet, I always say C4 and dynamite comes in small packages too. And it really plops <laughs> up punch. And if you go back through history, you, you can you can see, uh, you know, many historians have said, well, about every 230 or 250 years, countries seem to go through either implosions or empires get destroyed and rebuilt or they go bye-bye. Well, isn't that interesting? Pluto's synodic cycle, that's a fancy word for just how long does it take Pluto to go around the solar system, is approximately, not exactly, but about 246 to 250 years. Well, the United States has a Pluto return. It has never, ever had that before. Um, and we just completed, in fact, if you don't mind, I could, could I share my screen? Is that okay? Yeah. Great. So let, let me take you down the Yellow Brick Road here for just a second here, and I'll show you something that just happened. Uh, what's it saying here? Control center here. Um, select a window or a screen, entire screen. There we go. Okay. So uh, I'm going to pop over here to another screen and show you guys something. This is the what we call United States Sibley chart. Now, that's kind of a weird word. Um, this was named after a man named Ebenezer Sibley, who was a Mason who was purported to have been the one who recorded uh, the time everybody started dipping the pens into the ink wells uh, to sign the Declaration of Independence. The, the history says that the, the bells started ringing in Philadelphia right around 5, 10 p.m. Uh, let's hope they start ringing again real soon. But anyways, the long story short is we use this chart in some ways as a reference point. It's kind of like a birth chart, if you will, for a person. It's a birth chart of a country. Well, we just had something happen here. In fact, maybe the easiest way to start this, and I know this is going to look a little bit like Swahili, but this is the United States birth chart on the inner wheel here. And that was the time about 5, 10 p.m. that it started, you know, the... the signing of the declaration. You can see on the outer wheel, this is what we call transits. It's what's in the sky right now. And you can see Pluto, the planet Pluto, that's the glyph. It's the sun over the crescent of the moon over the cross is joining the United States birth chart Pluto. So it's actually going to do that three times this year. The first time um, here, I'll show you. This is called a graphic ephemera. So you'll notice the planets kind of look like sine waves. And that's because when they're direct, they're going down the chart and they station. That's kind of a nickname that they use in astrology to say like a train. It stops at the station, turns around and goes backwards. So the first hit was right here when Putin went in and started destroying the labs. I'm sorry, Putin attacked uh, Ukraine. And the second one was right here in... Um, this July is coming up. This is where I think we're going to see these people who control things at the top. And it's not Biden and Harris and the Democrats and the Republicans. It's the owners. Um, this, this has the symbolism of 
the destruction of this country. Um, now, I hope that doesn't happen, but Pluto is like that. It destroys. It's it's kind of like a tornado. When it's done, you're pulling, you know, shrap metal out of the wall, and and the uh, you know, it's it's very destructive. So. This is the second aspect coming in this July 10th or 11th. And the third and final aspect you can see here by the dates is right around, right after the day after Christmas or whatever holiday you celebrate, uh, right around 26th, 27th of, um, of December. <clears throat> now, you might say, okay, what does this mean? Well, Pluto, again, it, I call it brutal Pluto. It, it tends to be completely destructive and the good news is is sometimes it also means that the destruction causes the phoenix to rise out of the ashes and you know i'm sure we all hope and pray that that is the case um there's no question in my mind that uh what's happening right now with the shutting off of all the fossil fuels and the jacking up and lodging back, uh, log jamming all our supply trains. I mean, I'm talking to truckers and people who own fleets of trucks in trucking companies who are saying they don't know if they're going to be in business much longer uh, or they're going to have to raise their prices, which exponentially, you know, again, raises the entire structural platform of society's inflation on top of it. I, I really believe the owners at the top of the pyramid, which are far above the politicians, George Carlin might've been right when he said, forget the politicians, you have owners. They own this place. They print the money. Uh, Wilson let them in there about a hundred years ago. And uh, the Federal Reserve is probably not any more federal than Federal Express. And I really think that's the symbolism we're seeing here. And the, the people might say, well, this sounds really dire. Well, it looks pretty dire, but there's another type of astrology. Many people may have heard of it. It's actually called Vedic astrology. Uh, and you can see here, Vedic astrology is kind of a pop term. Its real name is Jyotisha. And that's a strange word in Sanskrit that unpacks into the science of the light of the soul. And it really may be, in my opinion, um, it's it's a it's an amazing astrology that shows really the powerpoints that go on in our world and you can see here it shows this white etheric energy leaving death to rebirth and of course on and on over the hills and yes this also happens to women so the point is that vedic astrology really seems to be a very, very karmic energy. And why they bring that up, I did something known as the naughty astrology of the United States. In fact, here it is. And you got to forgive my chicken scratch here. This is handwriting. <laughs> I, I have to do this by hand because there's no computer programs that actually do wow. a naughty astrology. It's a lot of so, math. Yeah, yeah it's, it's a lot of math. But um, I have to do Does this. Does X mark the spot? There you go. So uh, the outer, this box that I'm tracing, this big thick box, is the United States Vedic or what we call Nadi astrology. Here's what's interesting: these bands, even though they're a little hard to read, are the progressions. Well, notice right here, this is the Saturn progression. If you look at Saturn, 
Saturn is the cross over the crescent of the moon. In fact, Saturn is a very, very, very interesting little planet because Saturn in Nadi and Vedic astrology actually represents what we call collective karmas. It's the cross over the crescent of the moon, which could also represent previously concretized karmas now becoming manifest in the physical world. And, and the whole theology behind Vedic astrology is we are all spiritual beings having a physical experience. So Saturn is always looked at as when is the energy going to release? You know, when is the lightning in the bottle actually going to happen? So back to the United States, this birthday of the United States, she becomes 246 years old. Now that's Okay, except Saturn, the planet of karma, is going to be over the top of the United States Mars, which is an aspect of intensity and violence, Venus, the Sun, and Jupiter. Plain English and all that one is, that is a lot of energy that has never happened before, and it hits what we call the air trine, which Gemini's air, you'll see here Aquarius's air, and of course Libra's air. So it hits the United States air trine for the first time ever. And you might say, well, what does it mean? Well, my yeah. interpretation is, is we are going to see unprecedented backlash and change, and I hope we do, because... Uh, clearly, we're at, a, we're at a crisis point. Right now, Biden's got the plane full speed ahead, full throttle, right at the ground, no landing gear, and he's just, you know, kamikazeing it. And I think he's been told to do that. You know, but Biden can't even tie his shoes, let alone and, and eat an ice cream uh, <laughs> and read a teleprompter. So he's certainly being told what to do. Um, the saving grace here is Jupiter. And Jupiter is God's glory. If you look at it, it's the crescent of the moon, like a parabolical dish, scooping up the energy and concretizing it into the physical world. See, the cross always represents our physical world. If you look, everything is the seed of the sun, which is the sun, the giver of life, the crucible, which is the womb or the soil and the womb of a woman or the earth, and manifestation which is the cross, which is, again, sunrise, noon, sunset, and midnight, or the four, four archangels of creation. So back to why I'm bringing this up is as dire as it looks, it almost looks like the fire truck arrives and starts turning on the hoses and putting the fire out at the 11th hour right here at 246.5 years, if my math is right. What does that mean in plain English? Well, Jupiter aspects the United States Mercury. So that could potentially mean we see a dirty word that we haven't heard for a few years called justice, that actually something might start happening that saves our butts. Um, nothing sure has so far. The Department of Injustice, the uh, Federal Bureau of Non-Investigation has done nothing except what they're told to do. And the astrology supports... The crap storm we have, but it also supports that it could be the midterm elections. It could be, who knows, devolution could be any kinds of those types of things that actually take place right at the end of the year. And I'm sure, you know, everyone listening 
if they have an IQ above room temperature, certainly would agree with that because uh, it's really a very dire time in this country. So that's Sean, what are your thoughts on that? This is very, very, I'm just intrigued. I really yeah. am. I, I, I'm, I'll be honest with you, everybody. I'm speechless tonight. I'm speechless. <laughs> Jason. It's uh, it's definitely a lot of uh, information to take in now. Yeah. You know, I don't know anywhere near as much, you know, about astrology as you do, obviously. But no. with uh, with your knowledge of everything and how, you know, it all works, is there a way to, like, predict, like, the end of time, like, the end of the world kind of thing using astrology from, you know, ancient times till now? I know that's a, lot, a question a lot of people have. Well, yeah, I mean, I hear questions like that a lot like will there be an axis tip is nibiru coming are they going to land on the lawn um you know and finally admit it all that stuff um there is a way what i was mentioning earlier was the saturn jupiter conjunctions they happen about every thousand years and they actually go all the way back to the flood of noah which is the last great cataclysm that i'm familiar with there may have been other ones um and they actually have lore that the sun and the moon and the earth used to be aligned differently. Um, when you look at here, I'll go back to a share. And this is some really mis mysterious stuff. When you look at this, um, here, I'll show you here if I can get this to work here. Did I do it right? I think so. Well, it, it stopped. Oh, there we go. Uh, something's not going, but here I'll do it right now again and see Welcome if it happens. Torture Tuesday. Yeah. <laughs> there we go. It should be working. Tell me if it's working. Yeah, it looks like it yeah. is. Um, this little diagram is very interesting, and it may not answer exactly what you asked, but when the sun and the moon and the earth align, we get something very mysterious known as eclipses. And of course, it either darkens the sun or darkens the moon on a newer full moon eclipse. These nodal points are mathematical, and they are where, again, the ecliptic of the Earth, the Sun, and the Moon align, their, their orbital paths. There seems to be something about longevity and the souls passing through this Earth at this time in accordance to some of the ancient Egyptian, Vedantic, and Chaldean lore. And there may be a lot of truth to that. And I don't know that time is even real. When you think about time, it's certainly real. I mean, you'd call me on the first of the month, I'll tell you if it's real, but, but, and hit your hand with a hammer. It's definitely real. And, and we look in the mirror every year, but on the other hand, the rotation of the earth is a day. And to the flat earthers, I say, it's still a celestial model, right? No matter how we slice this, it's still a cyclical model. And the earth goes around the cycle of the sun synodically one year. So what is time? You know, time is an illusion. And this diagram might show it best. I love this diagram because whatever your concept of God is, guy in the sky with the beard, you know, all androgynous, whatever, it's above creation. They, they actually say our soul might be created right about here. Mm -hmm. This is the world's called absolute. There's no astrology up here. There's no Gemini's and Pisces and rotating galaxies. They say this is really divine stuff. The seraphims, cherubims, and thrones wow. are the classes of angels. <clears throat> and they say there's 49 dimensions and 49 sub-dimensions up here. 
way beyond my comprehension. The next worlds down, Briah, is again where the waters of creation get more dense, and these angels rule these energies, or you could say these this dimensions. The Yetzeratic world, if anybody's ever poked around in the so-called Kabbalah, um, which is really a kind of a pop term too, but just ancient spiritual knowledge, the Yetzeratic world also, there's a text called the Sefer Yetzirah, which means the Book of Yetzirah. This is where the rotating galaxies are believed to be. And, you know, we don't even know how big this universe is. It's vast beyond our comprehension, that's for sure, or mine. Um, they claim, and this is a mind bender, they claim there's 49 parallel universes and 49 subdimensions in each one. And if that's true, and I believe that it is, that's beyond you know, our comprehension. Uh, our little Milky Way might be way down here and our solar system's here. And the last world, Zaseya, is the so-called astral planes. Now, usually we get a guy with a suit tie and a microphone telling us about the devil, but it's just a little more complex than that. You have, these are the four fallen spirits or mm -hmm. angels, if you will, and then you have eight beneath that and legions upon legions. So the Garden of Eden story seems to show up in different ways in many different ancient texts, particularly Chaldean, Egyptian, definitely in the Vedantic. It's almost parallel. They just call everything different. They call them deities. We call them angels. And what's interesting is they say there's 49 dimensions and 49 subs here. So time is really a, a celestial clock of some type. And of course, if you go with the model of the solar system, we certainly know it's the cycles of the earth rotating and it's times around the sun. So it's it's not a simple answer, but astrology seems to have changed. They actually said there was a time when the sun and the moon and the earth uh, didn't align like they do. There, the moon shone all the time. There was never the phases of the moon. And it seems to parallel this particular epoch of souls passing through here, which God only knows literally when that'll end. Um, I know they're measuring scientifically the, the magnetic poles moving rapidly. Mm -hmm. I know that um, there's a lot of science to support. It's, it's all over the place right now. That's amazing. John, what are your thoughts on this? This is a lot to take in. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I want to go back to when you first opened up and you mentioned the Mayan calendar. Uh, uh, you know, there, there was never anything in that talking about end of the world in 2012. Their calendar was cyclical, which supports what you're saying about Pluto. You know, it was just on a rotation and then it all starts over again. So right, right. Uh, in my research with that, because that's really how I got started in all of this was the uh, Mayan calendar and end time prophecies. But, you know, sure. I, come, I come across the Mahabharata and uh, yeah. you're probably familiar with a sure. lot of its writings. And so I'm going to take you a little bit off subject because that's what I know. I don't know astrology, but... I mean, it certainly sounds like they were describing nuclear war and uh, UFOs with the Vermanas and all of that. And it's just incredible that that it was word of mouth. It's Hindu was the oldest religion going back 8000 years, but it was all word of mouth until they could write it down, maybe a thousand BC, let's say. So uh, any thoughts on that? How do they describe, you know, telling you how to avoid bird strikes and that? 
that is incredible that that would come up 3000 years before, you know, airplanes. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, you're bringing up some really great stuff because uh, it, it may be that this whole picture show has, you know, played many times before when, when you, when you look at reality, it's, it's quite interesting because, um, you know, the, the Tartarian stuff, I'm sure you've heard of that where, um, you know, a lot of things have, have been swept under the carpet. One thing's for sure is I, I don't believe anything the history books have in them. Do you? Well, who's in charge writes history. And yeah. you know, if you're in Russia right now, they're the good guys under attack by the Ukraine. And, uh, you know, China has its own history, also different than our history. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of history out there. There's there's no reality in some ways. There may only be perception. You know, I don't know. I mean, I don't have a snappy answer to all this. I can only say what I know. And I know that what I know is probably like that much. Um, the more I look into this stuff, I mean, one thing that I can say that's always fascinated me is I've had a lot of teachers over the years. I started this study back in the seventies. My mother got me into this and I actually was very skeptical about astrology. She, um, she would call my girlfriends to the T she'd say, Jeffrey, that girl's not good for you. And I go, well, how do you know? And then she'd, she'd come back with this extremely accurate description. It was my mother's birthday today. Um, yeah. She died in 1988. So I, I say happy birthday to you, mom, but um, wonderful lady, amazing lady. She um, said, before you knock it, Jeff, she goes, give it a shot. So, you know, me being, you know, into kind of science and all that stuff, I, I started looking at it and I went, my God, you're right. He said, this is, you know, a different language, a different symbolism. And um, it was really quite a journey. And and in the 80s, I, I had a recording studio. We used to do a lot of commercials and then I got into forensics work and it was a lot of fun. And uh, I was always doing charts on people, you know, like I'd, I'd uh, have the studio and I'd you know, have a bunch of people coming in on commercials, playing horns and strings, you know, and then then I'd have some punk rock band with bones in their nose. You know, and I'd always want to look at their charts to see, you know, you know, everyone's free will and diversity is so fascinating. And um, again, that's a, such a great thing about America is, you know, this is the place where you can truly be of any race, of any creed and of any belief in you. You so far have a right to, to hold that. And, um, you know, the astrology shows that the United States, it's got its head on the chopping block. And it's, it's really interesting how some of the people in positions of power right now are literally running this country into the ground. And it's exactly what the astrology says. You should do a chart on George Soros because oh, well, it's his money behind all of this. I wonder what his chart would show you. I don't think it's Sorrels. I think Sorrels is a lower man on the totem pole. It, it is really interesting. <laughs> well, it, you know, that that's I had a I had a teacher once who who did astrology in London and he's long gone now. What a, what an amazing guy. He was an old man when I met him and this is 30 years ago. And he um he literally did charts for a lot of these bankers, the Rothschilds and the Bilderberg. He did a lot of heavy duty stuff. He would tell them when to move money. I personally think these guys are very aware 
and plan this stuff. Look, when you look at the Saturn-Pluto conjunction, look at 9-11, not to get conspiratorial here on your show, but again, it doesn't take a lot of research to know that there were some very questionable things that were set in place prior to that happening, particularly Building 7. And I don't care you know, what anyone says, the, the architects got zero voice. And, and again, George Carlin was spot on when he said, forget the politicians, you have owners. If you look at the swamp analogy, really, how can you drain a swamp when the river feeding it is far, far above anyone in the District of Criminals, which I also mm-hmm. refer to as Washington, D.C. So th- there's, there's no way that you're going to turn that faucet off. I mean, I, I always love to say this. At 40 years old, if you take a calculator and take 60 seconds times 60, it'll give you a minute times 60 is an hour times 24, you know, and at, a, at, a billion, at a billion seconds, you are just a little over 40 years old. At 80 years old, you're just about 2 billion seconds. I, I took and calculated just for a reference analogy, just to wrap my head around numbers. A trillion seconds is 11,000, 700 and something odd years. Do the math. I've done it 50 times. I still can't believe it. So where in the heck is anybody getting hundreds of trillions of dollars of collateral? You'd be mortgaging Mars and Pluto to, to get that kind of collateral. And, and when we look at the, the, the way this is going, this is the perfect monopoly. And, uh, you know, again, the, the new one world order, we've heard some oh, of our yeah. we leaders that. echo out. Um you know, is, is very interesting because it's it's fascism and communism on steroids. And and again, I'm not trying to fear monger or anything, but the the astrology I just showed you is clearly demonstrating that this is the time when I think it's it's really make or break. And I don't think that we're going to see this change. I think the real wars between the globalists and the nationalists, the people who are running the global cabal, this, this very complex and detailed secret military, paramilitary stuff, and it's all over the place. I, I, again, I don't want to say much, but, but there are people I've spoken to as clients who tell me things that they, they can't really say much, but the illusions are there are some very interesting powers on this planet they may be intertwined with extraterrestrial oh, and, and they may be intertwined with angelic stuff. Um, it's, it's interesting that diagram I was showing you before, we always hear about demonic, mm-hmm. you know, cults, etc. Well, I, I was doing forensics work back in the late eighties and I, I had federal agents telling me, Jeff, we know there's satanic cults in this place and that place and churches. And I'm like, really? And he's like, Oh yeah. He says, Oh yeah, we, we got record. And, and they're right that there is. And when you back this out to a hundred thousand feet and you look at all this stuff we hear, some of it sounds like conspiracies, but a lot of it isn't. And um, the ancient texts actually speak to the Garden of Eden story, if you will. And, and the same stories in the Mahabharata, in the, in the Vedantic scriptures, the Rig Veda, the, the, uh, the uh, Arthas and all that. It's amazing stuff. And, and they're alluding to that this world, the atomic structures of the Yetziratic universes 
are literally intertwined with the evil spirits. They're actually, like the Bible says, forced to be a part of creation. Look at physics. Every atom has a juxtaposing energy. You have protons, electrons, neutrons, day, night. You have cycles. Everything is cyclic. Everything is balanced. And they say that the angels hate our guts, not the good ones, but the, the evil cast down spirits because they are forced to facilitate creation. And this is very interesting stuff. The Egyptians were into this and the Chaldeans very much too, where this place, I, I always like to show this little diagram. I got to show you guys this diagram. I don't, I don't know who this artist is, but he deserves a lot of credit. Um, this is a cool little thing here. Um, and, it, and it kind of fits some of the lore that we hear. One of my favorite little cartoons is that guy right here. Take a read that. <laughs> so you know, it's kind of like you know, when you pull that one in, you go, yeah, you know, it's kind of like that sometimes. But um, it, it's like this place in the Vedantic literature talks where literally this might be a place. The religions had it somewhat maybe correct, not totally, but um, that this is a place of purification and rectification and experience of the soul. And if that's the case, I mean, look at look at history. It's all marked through war. The United States, by the way, just completed something last year when Biden opened the borders and said, come on in, folks, and get your free money and get your free plane ride anywhere in the United States. That's when Neptune was squaring Mars and opposing Neptune. Then the Afghanistan debacle happened right here, which was September through August, right? And then the final hit was right at the big Ukrainian issue here, which was the final hurrah. Do you know the last time that this happened was six months before the Civil War in the 1861? That's oh. the last time this happened. Yep. So we've been to this barbecue before. The one we haven't been to is the Pluto return. So what I'm trying to say here is, boy, if we've ever had a crap storm, it's on our plate right now. And I think it's far worse than the media is telling us. Oh, I agree with you. Now, um, with you doing all, all your, your charts and stuff like that, after the third Pluto takes place, is things yeah. going to turn around and look pretty decent, you think? Well, that's, you know, my friend, I hope so, because let me tell you, this is exactly what I'm praying is correct in my math. If you take July and add six months to July, that's going to be just at about January, the end of December, beginning of January. The cavalry may ride in and save us at the last minute. Um because Jupiter will hit the United States water trine. See, in Nadi astrology, these these are that's a whole different type of astrology. See, the water trine will aspect the United States Mercury and the ascendant, which is a good omen because Jupiter is is literally God's glory, and it 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 may save our butts. And I I pray it does. You know, I mean, if some of these people love their grandchildren, um, and their children, boy. 
I, I think this war is going to be won at the top of the pyramid. I, I really do. I don't think it's going to happen down here in the district of criminals, um, though it, it, it's probably when we see that happen, when, when we actually see DC doing something, that's probably when uh, we know something at the top of the pyramid happened. That's my, I, I, I do have one more question now. Since, you know, since astrology started now, hmm. with the Earth rotating, wouldn't it different, wouldn't the planets line up differently according, like, say like it moves a couple meters, wouldn't that affect the astrology of? It would. It would. Um, you're exactly right. Um, I don't know because I don't personally have any direct measurement tools for that. I can say this. Um, there's an old guy that I, I used to work with and I really like him. His name was Robert Han. People may have heard of him. He was, uh, uh, in fact, he's still alive. Uh, my mother studied with him. He actually was involved in the seventies because I, I actually started computers BC before, um, before, uh, before computers were really uh, around. And I know the very first computer programs, they were working with NASA to actually uh, align where the planets are. And um, at least at that time, I could tell you up until about the early 2000s, uh, the astonishing synchronicity of the planets was so accurate. They were to the millisecond. So even though we've had access tips, et cetera, to my knowledge, you know, you'd need to, because of the circumference of the earth, get an earthquake or a tsunami that would move the earth a hundred miles before you'd even get a 10th of a degree of shift. Okay. And if we get an earthquake like that or a tsunami, you and I are going to be looking for a new place to sleep. So I, I think it's, I think it's there. And I, I think whether it's, a flatter celestial model, or it's a real model. And I, I tend to lean towards the latter, even though there's been a lot of evidence the other way. Um, it really seems like it's exceedingly synchronized. Um, I do this stuff every day. And I can tell you, one of the most fascinating type of astrology is interrogation. It's probably one of the oldest. Interrogation is, is literally asking questions. You can just ask a question. It's like a psychic reading. It's like remote viewing. Hmm. Um, and you literally can cast a chart for the moment. It's not your birth chart and get an answer. And what that proves to me is, is this is an interactive consciousness. And, um, you know, I always forget, say, forget Trinity, Neo, and Morpheus. This, this truly may be the soul matrix. It, it really may. It's so interesting. It's so interesting. And I, I'm sorry to answer so long, but but I, I really think so far as I can tell, uh, with the tools that I have and computers, it, it's right there, man. It is okay. a perfectly time-synchronized clock. That is something else. Let me ask you, in your bio, you mentioned that how the world is entering a new uh, era of a technology and how it could be used against us or help us yeah. or enslave us. No. What do you mean by that? I mean, you can actually tell. Um, well, the Saturn Jupiter conjunction, the last time 
Yes, you can. Um, the Saturn-Jupiter conjunction that happened in the 1700s ushered in the Industrial Revolution on the winter solstice of 2020, which is right when all this crazy stuff happened. Well, look what we saw. I mean, we saw technology as a double-edged sword. I mean, look at we're all sitting here at different parts of the country. And, and this is amazing to be able to do this. And um, th then look at the censorship. Look at some of the bioweapons that are out there right now. I, I personally think there was a lot more to that pandemic than meets the eye. Oh, from yeah. The Me to. <laughs> yeah, that's all I'll say on that one. But wow. I, I can say uh, it, it, it certainly seems like we are in an era I think it's going to get like the Jetsons in the next you 10 think? to 20 years. You really do see that? Oh, oh God. I wish it would with the little uh, hovercrafts running around. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I want it with traffic out here in L.A., no doubt. Um, I've got a motorcycle. That's, uh, that's, uh, but, yeah, I, I really think it's going to. I think the, the paramilitary stuff that's out there right now, the uh, stuff they've got in AI already, uh -huh. uh, the – very secret military weaponry is eerie stuff, man. And I hear they've got particle beams, directed energy weapons. Oh, my God. Layers. I mean, it's it's some pretty serious stuff. Well, this is right up up John's Avenue. Uh, do you think that um, some of these AUP, is that what they are, AUPs or, or UFOs? Um, UAPs. UAPs have anything to do with... Um, I don't know. I mean, how can it? I'm trying. I don't know where I'm going with this, but astrology play into uh, any kind of um, what can I say here? Uh, alien situation. Yeah, alien situation yeah. with astrology, <laughs> uh, or you know, John probably yeah. can help me on this one. Um, do you think that could be what's going on right now? Do you think that? I, I think it's been going on for a long, long time. I, I was talking to one guy, uh, some Marines right off the coast of California. They're measuring stuff coming out of the um, caverns underneath Zuma Beach. For anybody, you guys are old enough to remember I Dream of Genie and all that stuff. Yeah, the, the, the stuff out there, Gilligan's Island. And um, it, it's, it's amazing what they see coming out of there. And you can actually see that on Google Earth from the, you can see the caverns. But I know when I was growing up, uh, in in the 60s and the 70s, man, I can tell you, whew, man, I saw some. I grew up in northern Wisconsin. It's like Dukes of Hazard up there. Oh, yeah. And, uh, you know, way up like near the Canadian border, I was just uh, up by Saner and Monaco, Woodruff, Eagle River. I don't know if you guys know where that is, but it's way up there. And the stuff I saw, I had motorcycles shut off, like literally shut off. It would it'd just kill the electricity. And the next morning I'd come back and it, it'd run. And I would see pulsing spheres and, you know, uh, I've had missing time and, uh, you know, there's, there's no, I mean, look at Skinwalker Ranch. Oh my God, Skinwalker Ranch, yeah. Just a little bit of trivia, that term UAP, which mm. everybody thinks is the new word for UFOs recently mm. created, it's not. If you read Project Sign in 1948, that's exactly the term they used was UAP. Oh. They oh, didn't say they didn't that. say flying saucer. They didn't say didn't UFO. That. Oh. No, I mean, yeah, but, but that's why I'm a historian in the UFO field. It was used oh, in yeah. 1948, and uh, yeah. they they, re they resurrected the term. 
Well, you know, Corso, you know about Corso, you know, mm-hmm. and all the stuff that he said. Yeah. You know, it's interesting. My wife, Camille, is, used to write for UFO magazine. And about 25 years ago, we got to meet all these guys. And it was, it was a lot of fun. And yeah. uh, a lot of these people are passed away now. But, but Sean, uh, Sean missed the question there. Uh, what's on, that? Your, on your chart, go back to your fourth level chart. I saw well, that. And you saw it, right? You yeah. have Satan and Thank Lucifer as separate entities. I was going to say that too, John. Oh, okay. I was waiting for either you or Sean because oh, yeah. that's well, a debate. Dude, I was so one. engrossed in what All he was right. saying. Yeah, that's I saw that. there. You. You know, so what's <laughs> Thank you, John. Thank you. I'm not following you. Okay, we had a conversation at the beginning of the show. Uh, um, Sean's doing his uh, show into the night um, about Satan and Lucifer being two different entities. And I was saying that I don't believe it. I think that the same person, that's just a different name mm-hmm. that they use. So you have them as a separate entity too. You have Satan. And I do. Well, I don't have them that way. I'm, I'm really, you know, I don't, I don't ever like to come off like I know, because you know what? I know they don't know. Um, I humbly submit that this is an extraction. I actually created that diagram in an old program that I have just for a way to talk about things, okay. you know, the Kabbalah and all this, they're kind of pop terms. I mean, this stuff is very ancient stuff. And I've got a lot of documents that uh, I love to look at and compare with other people. And it's clear nobody really knows. And, yeah. and but but it's supported. One of the better texts on that was uh, Rabbi Maharil. He he lived in the 14th century. Ibn Israel was in the 11th. And then of course there's like Dorotheus. He was 300 BC. Some of this stuff is really amazing. And these di- and, and the Vedantic stuff too. It, it it's purports that these deities we call them fallen angels. Are are literally uh, separate entities. You know, we we have these meat suits called bodies, and our egos are contained in the spirit, psyche, and soul within this. And it's interesting because let me go back to that diagram. They they it, the whole subject of angels and spirits is such a fascinating, yes. overwhelming, you know, issue. Um, this particular. Uh, let me see if I can get to that now. I, I don't know if I'm. Sc- sharing yeah there it goes um it, it's a very fascinating you know concept they say these four were cast down and there's eight beneath those and i can't rattle off the names but i have them in a text behind me and they literally are forced to be involved with the the elements of creation and they seem to right. all have different ways that they interact with the what we would call atomics worlds, but they also seem to have an interaction directly with the etheric forces of life and death, which is very fascinating stuff because, um, you know, doctors will say, well, he's got a heartbeat and he's breathing and et cetera. But those are, see, they say the guardian angel attaches the spirit, psyche, and soul to the embryo by silver cord at conception, not at birth, at conception. And then the period of gestation for most women is approximately nine months. And when the water breaks, they say that it's actually forces by the angels when that child is delivered at first breath, when we exit the womb, that's the celestial imprint that astrologers call the birth chart. 
Mm. So first breath is the spirit. And if you look at this diagram, Rosh is the Hebrew or Aramaic word for spirit. So the nefesh is the lower conscious mind and also the guff called the body. If you guys ever watched the movie East of Eden with James Dean, love that movie. Um, okay. the, the, the mother says, ah, that's a lot of guff. I knew that was a Yiddish screenwriter because guff is a term for the physical body. And um, so, again, you can do this in different languages. You know, I mean, this we're, we're all kind of you know, Westerners and Americans. So this, this model works, but if you look at it in different ones, it's very interesting. They say this mark that we have right here is what the angel makes to make us forget. We all have that mark between our nose right. and our brother. Yeah. And that's yeah. that division between what psychology likes to call the conscious mind and the so-called subconscious mind. Oh. What's interesting is a better metaphor might be this is the present personality. It's what we think and what we believe right now, which is very plastic and like silly putty. The conscious mind is constantly growing and evolving with the ego, but it's not us. It's what we think it's us. The so-called conscious and all this other stuff and the spirit and the soul are senior to that. And what's interesting is when we exit these meat suits, or what I call taking the pipe when we die, we're all going to end up in another place. And consciousness is not localized to the body. And they actually say, we keep coming back until we get that. And then we move on and reabsorb the collective incarnations. And then somewhere above is the divinity of the soul. There's actually, there's text very specific to that. One of the best ones to depict that is a text called the Share HaGilgum. And uh, this is Shar'ar in Aramaic and Hebrew means gate and HaGilgum is cycling. So these texts are some that are really, really quite fascinating. And of course, that parallels a lot of the stuff that we see in the Rig Veda. Oops, that's that other diagram. The Rig Veda and the Arthur Veda, these are, that's where the term Vedic astrology came to them. It's, it's all these different texts are known as the Vedas. And in fact, a friend of mine, Chakrapani, who just passed away, and if anybody you know listening knows Chakrapani, he was a pretty famous Vedic astrologer who lived in Santa Monica. We used to go out to dinner. And he was getting in his mid-80s when he passed. And he's the one who might have coined that frame or phrase Vedic astrology. He I, I remember he said, Well, I knew Americans would never know what Jyotisha means, so we'll call it Vedic astrology. And he was right because it, it really stuck. And um it's kind of interesting because uh, these these are very obscure texts. They're kind of like the Bible. It's metaphorical. You can read them a hundred times, and you'll you'll certainly get something out of them. But the secrets, I think, are lost in the translations because the cryptology is where it's at. See, if you look at the ciphers, like a lot of people have heard of Exodus, right, in the Bible. Mm -hmm. Well, there's something that's at the center of most magical documents that these people play around with. And it's called the Goetia, or it's also known as the greater and lesser keys of Solomon. That's, that's only one fragment of what goes on. Very dangerous stuff. And it's to do with the encrypted 72 angels in the Bible. But 
The problem is the Vulgate translations screwed this all up. The minute you start translating the Aramaic and the Hebrew and the Greek and the Coptic back mm -hmm. into English and Latin, up in smoke it goes. Um, so the, the ciphers known as codes, and it's called gematria, numerology, tamira. There's all these secret codes that are in this stuff. And the 72 angels actually are encrypted into the firmament of the zodiac. The same thing happens in the lunar mansions. You can see this is the earth. And in Vedic astrology, there's 27 lunar mansions. And very interesting stuff because they believe the spirit passes through the sphere of the moon, which is a very mysterious little orbiting body, as you guys probably well know. Um, and when we incarnate or that spirit's tied in, the position of the moon in this zodiac has to do with the time elements called doshas in Vedic astrology. It's a very complex system that shows, you know, when, when things happen. Um, and the fascinating thing is you and I will all exit this body when the south node known as the K2 in the eclipse points matches your Saturn and the north node, by progression, will match the Jupiter. Uh, we're out of here. And so life and death, and the, you hear in the Bible where, you know, the saints and the prophets used to live seven, eight hundred, nine hundred years. Mm -hmm. That may be true. Uh, I really think it is. And um, I think the position of the sun and the moon and the Earth's ecliptics have a lot to do with that. And I think it's going to be souls passing through here on their journeys that will actually cause the angelic forces to move the earth. If you talk to a scientist, there's not a single one of them drawing breath, me included, who can tell you why this earth is sitting at 23 degrees, 44 minutes. No one knows why. There's not a guy in the sky with a string going around the sun. Why we have our seasons? Why is this happening? We don't know. We don't know why the ecliptical plane of the earth and its obliquity, which is a fancy word, you know, for its angularity, uh, happens. These are very mysterious things. And, you know, the gentleman who asked before, the synchronicity of these things are precise. And here's why. I've got tables that go back 2,000, 2,500 years, actually, eclipses that the Chaldeans had. And they're still to this day to the millisecond. I know I've timed them. They're to the millisecond. So how can this be? You know, this is a celestial clock. It's amazing stuff. Uh, I'll ask you some. How long did it take you to learn all this? <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's a lot. Yeah. Well, well, thank you for the compliment. But you know what? The more I learn, the more I know how divine this stuff is. We ain't smart enough to figure this all out. And we're not. And the more I, I, I learn it, the more I realize that this is really the code of angels. And when you think about what is astrology, it you know a great friend of mine, uh, Dr. Claude Swanson, he's a physicist. He worked for DARPA and he's written some wonderful books. You guys should have him on the show. He um, wrote a book called The Synchronized Universe. And he's gotten into a lot of the new physics as well as the uh, quantum physics. And we've had discussions about this. The planets may actually be multi-dimensional portals um, they just discovered that there could be a black hole on saturn 
uh, you know, look at Jupiter. Look at the size of that planet. It's just yeah. enormous. And um, it's so interesting. It, it, it's way beyond anyone's direct comprehension. If no someone wanted to get a like a, a reading from you, do they go to your website, <laughs> like <the laughs> astrology, like to do your yeah. astrology? Yeah. So, yeah. I'll tell you one that's been winning the day yeah. here. Let me show you this. I do a lot of this stuff, location astrology. See, you can look anywhere in the world. You could take your birth chart, and I I can show you where your planets are, where your latitude crossings are, and then watch. It'll turn into spaghetti here. But uh, the aspects where you can zoom in, you can see a lot of aspects. Um, every single one of us has specific ley lines that are to your birth chart. And I got to tell you, I got into this in 1977, and um, it's so accurate, it's creepy. It's so accurate, it's creepy. Um, it's it's amazing. Like there are places that are great for you. There are places that are really suckeroo big time. There are places that are challenging. There are places that are creative, and it's really amazing. Like sunlines, I've had doctors say to me, Jeff, I'm dying. What do I do? I go live in a sunline. And their, their PSAs drop out of the sky or their blood work starts coming back better. It's pretty amazing. So I, I do that in readings. I do the location astrology. And I also look at the Vedic astrology. This is Vedic astrology. This is the United States here. And uh, uh, just FYI, um, the United States is right now going through something called Sadi Sate. Now, you might say, Sadi, what? Well, that's what I said when I first heard it. Um, anyways, Sadi Sate is a strange word in Sanskrit. That means it's the seven and a half year period during which Saturn transits the sign before the moon, the sign over your moon, and the sign past your moon. So each zodiacal division known as a sign takes about two and a half years. So the United States has been in a virtual crap storm. And I, I don't think we need astrology to tell us that for the last literally probably three to four years. And Saturn right now is right over the moon. And interestingly enough, the moon seems to be a very mysterious little satellite that has to do with spirit manifesting and the physical plane here. Yes. Notice Saturn, wow. the cross over the crescent of the moon is part of its symbolism. That means previously concretized energy now grounding out into the physical world. So when a person in a reading or a country has, like we have the United States, Saturn over the moon, this is when the rubber hits the road. This is when karma happens, both mm -hmm. good and karma. ill. So I could talk all night about what the United States has, because I'll tell you what, I've never seen this country have this kind of symbolism before. You know, uh, some of you guys are old enough to remember Kennedy getting killed. And also, oh, yeah. yeah, remember that? Two years old. Yeah. I was two years old. And uh, I, I remember that. I was standing out in the in the in the yard, my, my dad and my uncle were cleaning out the, the leaves. John F. Kennedy was just killed in Daly's Plaza. And it's like, wow. You know, I, I just felt how heavy that was, you know. And um, Eisenhower warned, he said, you know, he, he basically said, what's happening now is what he warned about. And, um, you know, 
of course, many names in military industrial complex, the swamp, et cetera, et cetera, the criminals in DC. But it, when you really look at it, they're just the pawns on, on the chess deck, on, on the chessboard. Mm -hmm. It's, it's really the owners who are moving those pawns and it all mm. comes down to this right here. Oh, if yeah. you turn off the money, you are going to stop the wheels. They have the ultimate monopoly. Nobody can stop them. Nobody knows who they are. Um, I, I could say some things, but I won't. Um, it's it just very interesting. The war is going to be won there, not down here. And I think it's a spiritual slash war going yeah. on through people. And yeah. I really have to say these bozos are involved. These are no, some dudes. Yeah, there's some. What, how do you pronounce the last one? Levini? Leviathan. You know, that's one, yeah, Belial and Leviathan. Um, again, I'm not here saying this is the way it is, but my, my research supports these are separate, specific energies. I could actually pull some documents that would talk about what they do exactly. And it's some eerie stuff. And they're involved in creation. If you remember that movie with Keanu Reeves, it was, it was not a big hit. But it was called um, Constantine. Remember oh, that? Yeah, oh, like yeah, great movie. Yeah, good movie. It was a good movie. It was a lot better movie than he got credit for. But you'll notice at the end, Satan let him live. And I, I just wondered who wrote that screenplay because there's a lot of truth to that. Um, I actually have documents. There's a synagogue in um, Egypt that they just discovered. I forget the name, but I, I've got some documents back there. And it's... it's um, Profound because they they said, Oh my god, we've got like 2,000 plus years of documents just blow the dust off them, and they're like, mm -hmm. They wrote them yesterday. And we hear the same thing the Nag Hammadi libraries, the Dead Sea Scrolls, the books of Thomas, so many secret things that our bearded friends in Rome made sure did not make it in front of the public. Yes. You know? Yeah. Those are the nice guys murdering each other, deciding what Christians would believe for the next 1,500 years. You know? Thank you, thank you, thank you, Evil. thank you, thank you. I'm sorry. I'm excited. Um, Mark, when you when when somebody wants to get a birth chart or like hmm. astrology, how do you know who to trust? I mean, there's so many. You get. I know. I get tons of them in the email. Like, let's get your reading, get your birth chart, get. You know, and I was as a child, like a teenager, I sent away it was somebody in California. Yeah. Would I you love like, your diagram behind you. That's really cool. You like it? Yeah, I love it. It's great. Like, how do you know? I mean, like, I mean, there's so much math. I mean, so how do you who do you know to trust? I mean Well, I wouldn't trust anybody. I mean, I think I think the uh there's some really good people out there. I uh I can tell you I'm so grateful to have computers. I mean, when my mom and I were doing astrology in the mid '70s, we were yeah, literally yeah. taking right, on right, a, yeah. uh, an ephemeris and writing them in by hand. Here, I'll show you something. I think I got it somewhere here, if I can find it. Um, I don't know where that put it, but uh, this is a, a really cool old device. It's known as an astrolabe. If I can find the doggone thing, I don't know what I do with it. But it's literally a device. I don't know where I put it. Um, I'll spot it here in a minute. But it's literally, they would run outside and take the shadow. Um, these, one of the most famous, what I call him the caboose, he was William Lilly. He, he lived in England in the 1600s. Um, he was the one who told 
King George, not to go against Parliament, or you'll lose your head. And um, this is what he looked like. This is William Lilly. It's a really cool plate. That's him right there. Um, William Lilly, yeah, he died in 1681. He um, was actually a parliamentary astrologer. And when you go back in time, Galileo, all these, you know, Newton, they were all astronomers. Well, guess what he called himself? An astronomer. See, prior to the Industrial Revolution, astrology was astronomy. That, that was before, you know, the division of science and, and church and all that stuff. And in um, the Industrial Revolution, which really marked history. And um, when you go back into the Middle Ages, I call him the caboose. He was like the end of the traditional astrology. He's the last of them. Um, when I go back, one of my favorites is... Um, Bonatti. He was in Italy in the 11th century. And then there's, you know, so many, I could rattle off a ton of them. And I, I was really blessed to get around a lot of these researchers uh, who are doing translations. And um, I, I've got a lot of these texts that uh, I've, I've had a look at, and it's, it's fascinating stuff because uh, you see how much a part of culture was astronomy Kings and queens use it all the time. Generals use it. I have one text, Bonatti, he would literally have generals that he would tell, well, don't go to war now because you'll lose. Yeah. But if you go with this one, you're going to win. And they would. And, you know, this is, you know, really fascinating stuff. And uh, there's many types of astrology. See, a lot of people are familiar with their birth charts. Mm -hmm. But location astrology is specifically looking at your energy across the globe. I'm doing that all the time right now, and I include that in my regular readings. And then there's interrogation. Now, some astrologers call it horary. I hate that word. It sounds like it's got hair on it. And uh, prashna, they're all synonymous. They're all the same. Interrogation, horary, and prashna are one and the same. It's asking questions. You can ask about anything. You don't need your birth time. And that was really the ubiquitous tool that most astrologers use because people didn't know their birth times. A lot of people today don't know their birth times, you know, and oh, um, I don't know mine. <laughs> you don't know yours. I know. Well, I know Pisces as far as it gets. You got to give her one. You got to give her a reading. One, one moment. We just got to take a quick break and yeah, sure. shout out to our. You may own. not even be a Pisces in Vedic astrology. See, so you have something called the procession of the equinoxes. Oh, so, okay. Yeah. Well, yeah just, it one, yeah, just pause for one moment. Just do a shout out to our sponsors who's sponsoring the second hour of Chasing Prophecy. Thank you, Carnation, for sponsoring. Um, bring, you know, this is brought to you by um, Carnation. But thanks, Carnation. Yeah, I, well, I was born on a full moon. I was supposedly told, and I have I'm a Pisces as as far as I know. But it's All right, like let's crank, it's, let's crank you in there. Well, okay, what's your name? Jenny. Jenny. All right, <laughs> and give me a last name. A what? A Nicasio. N i c a s s i o, like Picasso with an N. <clears throat> like that, Nicasio. N i c a s s i o. Like that. I can't see. It's like yes, that's see? correct. It's yeah, that's correct. Right there. Okay, month, <laughs> Sean, month you can't year. See What's your month year? March 9th, nineteen sixty three. Nine sixty three. A lot All of right. nines and a lot of threes. <laughs> what time? Uh, I was born at four o'clock p.m. Four o'clock, even. Even. Uh huh. 
I'll bet you weren't. Let, let me take a second. I'm going to see if I can read it. Maybe it was 436. I don't know. I don't remember. Yeah. I have to go find my birth certificate. You to look at your birth certificate because that's really important. You want to get as accurate as you can. I know my time. Mm -hmm. uh, let me see here once. Let me see if I can read it. I'm not going to say anything for just a second. I don't even know if I have a birth certificate. I mean, I mean the original. Yeah, you're born after four. When they when they change shifts at the hospital, <laughs> <laughs> lunch break shift change. Yeah. <laughs> probably didn't want to be born. That's probably. This is a very I was born during the graveyard show. shift. You might be four twenty six twenty one. I I can't. Yeah, be I sure. thought it was four thirty six. I don't know why they yeah. keep sticking out to me four thirty. Uh, it, it's a little hard because I'm not as concentrated on the show. See four. What did I say? 26. What did I say? 421. Yeah, 426, 21. I think that's it. Um, that'll be close enough for this. Where? What, what state? Pennsylvania. Pennsylvania. All right. I ran out of gas once in Pennsylvania on the turnpike. You don't oh, want geez. to fill up now. So what city were you born? Pittsburgh. Oh, Pittsburgh. All right. Never left, huh? Uh, oops, I forget to put an I in there. There you go. It'll catch it. Isn't there a G uh, on the end? Or H H at the end, I can't yeah. remember. I can't spell Pittsburgh. <laughs> <laughs> I can't either. Thank God for computers. There's an H on the end if you need it. Yeah, there's an H at the end. Pennsylvania, Pittsburgh. Oh, yeah, you're right. There is a, an H. There it is right there. Here, let me copy that. This program is a bit quirky, so... That's because I'm tricking it to do some stuff. Let's see if it takes it. Yeah, it always does that. Hang on. We'll get you back to Pennsylvania. Oops. Get you out of the land of fruits and nuts here. There we go. All right. So um, now if we say there's your Vedic astrology. Uh-huh. Wow. Look at that. So, yeah, March 9, 16. Okay, good. So. It's crazy. See, you're in a Jupiter Dasha right now. Wow, you're pretty in, you're pretty intuitive, aren't you? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're psychic, man, because you got the moon in the sea. You were born on a full moon. Mm -hmm. You were born about eight hours before a full moon. So yeah, you, almost a full moon. Yep, almost. That's the craziest how you can figure that all out. Well, I mean, I look at this stuff every day. The um, You get used to it. It's like driving a car. You get used to it. The um, Anyways, yeah, let me see here. So, uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah, last couple of years are not too easy for you. You just had a Saturn return. See, everybody gets a Saturn return at least two to three times in a lifetime. See, the first one is at uh, about 28 to 29. The second one's 58 to 59. So you're born in 63. So, yeah, you just had a Saturn return. So Saturn return, I always say life is a three-act stage play. Act one is when we're spanked on the rear end. Act two is when we hit 28, 29. And then act three is when we um, uh, hit about, uh, oh, I, act two ends at, at, uh, at about 58 or 59. And then act three kicks in right when we hit about 84 to 86, something in that area I can go as late as 87, but it's uh, really powerful stuff because yeah. uh, I'm just kicking you in here to this. And again, 
I don't know if I'm 100% accurate on that birth time. I got a pretty good hit that you were born at that time. Um, we're very, very close to that. So neat. Trophy, there we go. So here, I can just type it in here. Pits. There we go. See, what? notice what it's doing. It's finding her longitude and latitude and her time zone. That's really important because it places you specifically at that point. So let me just see what you got here. Um, oh, wow. Boy, you got changes coming up, girl. She's got <laughs> Uranus. You, <laughs> she's got the planet Uranus transiting her midheaven. Wow, that's huge. What does that, that mean? What does that well, mean? Well, that, that's cool. Welcome that. Your life is going to change in new directions. It's actually going to be really exciting. Oh, that's good. I need some excitement. <laughs> <laughs> that all kicks in next year. See right here, it's going to oh, cross your head. Next year. Jeez, oh, yeah, it's going to happen three times throughout 2023. Uh, see, these are her transits, so you can look at. Boy, your energy's good though, right now. Look at that. You got Jupiter trining Saturn. That's it's coming right up. You're just beginning a Jupiter trine to the Mars three times this year. I don't care what time you're born, you're going to get that. That's really good. That that's going to be motivating for you. It's going to be good. Um, let me just see what your secondaries are doing. See, I usually spend about 30, 40 minutes before I jump on the line here. Let's see. You've got Moon conjuncting Neptune. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, yeah, you might be moving here and down the line a little bit here. I don't know where, where you're at now, but um, it's possible that could come up. Um, you got the progress one. I'm, I'm just being general. Where do you live right now? I live in the same area. Oh, same area. Okay, good. Yeah. yeah. That's actually not a bad area for you there. So, Pittsburgh area. Yeah, you're out by a Mercury descending line. That's actually pretty good. Pretty good, yeah. Yeah. Um, see, these are her latitude crossings. You like it there? It's okay. <laughs> it's okay. better in the summer than the winter. Yeah. I like the eastern like portion. All four seasons in one day. Bugs. Yeah, you definitely need a snow shovel up there, no doubt. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, I mean, just briefly looking, I mean, you're you're in a a lot of change coming up here over the next couple of years. That's really That's cool. Pretty good. Program. Yeah. I'm yeah. glad to hear that. I'm glad. Yeah. That's amazing stuff. Yeah, good for you, Jenny. Oh, yeah. Good for me. Good for me. <laughs> yeah. Maybe you'll get that book published, right? I already have books published, sweetie. <laughs> no, you're all well, you, you probably oh. will do really some cool stuff here coming up with that Uranus crossing your mid. Now, yeah. if I'm off on your birth time, that, that will be a little bit different. But Yeah, I'm pretty sure it was some time around there. I always thought it was 436, but who knows? I got a question. Yeah. Okay. So a lot of what you do involves charts, mm -hmm. but some in listening to you, some of it is intuition, let's say, or hidden knowledge, something that telepathy comes to you. So my question is, you know, the Bible is very specific on divination and mm -hmm. not to do it, which tells me it's real because if it's telling you not to do it, it's a mm -hmm. real thing. Because I don't, Otherwise, I wouldn't be saying it. So right. have you ever had any paranormal activity? Have you ever felt you were marked, uh, extreme bad luck, anything like that? Because kind of what you're doing is reaching into areas that maybe we're not supposed to. 
Well, that's a matter of opinion. You know, yeah, I mean, yeah. yeah, it's all subject to interpretation. I think, um, you know, again, the religions have gone out of their way to demonize it. And yet the Pope takes a bath in a bathtub surrounded by the yeah. Zodiac. And I can't think of another place that has more <laughs> yeah, esoteric yeah. knowledge than that. And, you know, again, you know, not to dispute that pontificated organization, but if, if, when you look back into many texts, I think, you know, that could be interpreted a lot of ways because uh, divination is different than, you know, again, I think what they really frowned upon, and I do too, is using this for nefarious purposes, trying mm -hmm. to hurt people, black magic, all that stuff is really oh, yeah. not good. There's karma. I, I, I'd have to say, you know, the only ones that said that, it seems to be the derivatives out of Rome and some of the interpretations of the scriptures. I, I, I look at it this way is, you know, if you don't want to do it, then don't do it. Don't you know? do it, yeah. But have you ever if you feel under, it's evil, then you shouldn't play with it. Have you ever come under any sort of paranormal, demonic attack, had paranormal activity in your house, you anything like that? Yeah, I have. Um, when I clear people in places, I have had some really dangerous stuff happen. Um, yeah, sometimes I have worked with people uh, where we will clear people. Um, a very interesting book that you should check out is it's called The Magus of Strovolos. Um, it's a really interesting text. It, it's about um, this healer who lived in Cyprus. Many people have heard of him. A lot of people know him as Doskalos. And he, again, uh, was a healer, amazing, a Christian healer. And, um, you know, they, he was accused of all kinds of bad stuff. And yet some of the top people in the religions would take classes from him. And um, because, you know, the world is always trying to attack one another. And I think it's really where your soul's at. If you're trying to help people, that can't be a bad thing. Um, if you're trying to use astrology in a way where you're getting over on people or taking advantage of people, I think that's a very bad thing. And just like in business, it's a bad thing. You know, I mean, you, you can you can extrapolate that into any area of life. You know, if, if someone is trying to you know, like there's it's like attorneys, <laughs> there's there's some really bad attorneys uh, who know how to manipulate things in, in a very bad way. And they do. And then there's some really good ones who actually try to help people. Any and, uh, stories on a paranormal attack on you or when you were clearing somebody like the most heinous thing that happened? Any stories to tell us? Yeah, um, several. Yeah, I mean, there's there's. Always dangerous. We want the worst one. <laughs> we want the worst one. Well, I don't know that I got the worst one, but um, you know, I'm still here, so it could be. <laughs> well, that's a good sign. <laughs> myself. Yeah, a good, but um, well, I, I could tell you one story. It was really uh, quite interesting. It was a a guy who he's a very dear friend, and I've known him many years. Uh, he actually was uh, working with some remote viewers. I actually do a lot of re work with remote viewing people. I've had, uh, without 
mentioning, I, I've had a lot of, I've been hired to do a lot of research as to why remote viewers, now that could be extrapolated into uh, divination as well. Right. But yet it's the military, it's okay. So, um, but these guys are really smart and they wanted to know, there's this, um, a couple of groups that I've, I've been working with over the years where I've actually done studies like, okay, does, does astrology or better yet, I hate the word astrology in a lot of ways, does the astronomy or the celestial mechanics of this earth interaction with the fixed stars and all that have any effect on remote viewing? And the answer is it absolutely does. We have found that uh, targets, you know, like um, some really pretty smart decorated officers I've worked with that, that literally we have found their targets were more accurate when certain ascensions were happening and alignments with the moon, fixed stars, and more importantly, transits and progressions to their charts. So in other words, in your astrology or your birth chart, whether you believe astrology or not, doesn't matter. It's just energy. And when you get past all this religious dogma, it's really divisional. You know, I mean, I don't know if you guys are Christian or Jewish or whatever, but I, I can tell you that, um, you know, they did find them uh, with the alignment of the stars, the three wise men, right? So it, it can't yeah. be all evil. You know, and this is an interactive consciousness, and and it's also a, um, uh, a, a what I would say uh, a, a consciousness that seems to be about purifying the soul. And if there's one thing that Vedic astrology has demonstrated to me, at least, is that wow, can you see? I just had a younger brother died; he was 60 years old, and. Uh, he called me up and said, Jeff, he said, you think I'm going to make it? And I said, well, Ed, I said, you know, put down the cigarette and the beer and maybe that could help. He had a colostomy bag and, you know, he was really not well. Good guy. Really good guy. I always liked that. He was my adopted brother. He's Indian. And um, we adopted him when he was about eight years old. And um, it didn't look too good. And, and he died. He died. And it was right on with the astrology. And, you know, to me, astrology is not the work of the devil. Oh, no. we might be, you know, by our consciousness, because the astrology isn't doing a damn thing other than it's it's like the traffic on the road. In fact, astrology to me reminds me of the road. You are the driver. I am the driver. So what we do with our free will and our consciousness is what matters. Just like when you're behind the wheel of an automobile. You know, if you're paying attention to the road signs and you're paying attention to the vehicle and all the other constituent things involved, you're going to probably have a much better day than the guy who's on a cell phone, ripping along down the road, not paying attention to the Mack truck going through the red light. So that's that's why I look at astrology is it's the road. It's the traffic. It's the free, you know, desert road that you can fly down, listen to the Doobie Brothers or whatever you listen to. And And bottom line is. It's, it's not us, but it's influencing us. That's a big difference. And yeah. the religions have demonized this so much, and yet, and yet they secretly use it. That one of the most prolific astrologers was Rabbi Ibn Isra. And to all the people who criticize astrology, do you know that he is the man? Go look in your Bibles. Look up Ezra, I-Z-R-A. He was the man who did the commentary on many portions of the Old Testament as well as the Psalms. That's awesome. Yeah. And and I could go on and on. And and uh, Yeah, and I wish you could, but we're getting close to the bewitching hour. Have any of your military contacts when you're speaking to them mentioned 
uh, Collins Elite, Jason Society, Operation Often. They were all CIA uh, groups that looked into the paranormal. <laughs> yeah, they're looking into a lot of things. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, there's some serious stuff going on on this planet, you know, and, and the, when you look at the amount of money the United States secret paranormal military has on it's just staggering man it's and, and on that note we're gonna have to say good night um mark i mean jeff oh my god jeff, thank you mark. jeff thank you <laughs> thank you so well, thank much you. thank jeff, you for having me where can where, so, so that, do i get a pineapple before i leave <laughs> how much how much you charge in jen for the reading <laughs> definitely i know i'm gonna go look on your your um i would like a really full that once i'm gonna contact you but Jeff, is that your is that your website, Jeff at jeffharmon.com? Yes, it is. is and that that's the best way. For people that want readings, that, that's the best way. Just email that and I'm I'm happy to there's a lot of Jesus. Well, it it was that we we didn't have any time to do our off topics because this was a great topic and a great show. And I want to thank you again yes. for coming back on. And we will definitely have you on again. Um, but thanks again for um being on thank the show. You. you have a great uh yeah, thank, thank you, Jeff. You, Jeff. You have you have many blessings to you all, and thank you for having me. Oh, yes, definitely. Well, right. oh, so much information, so much to learn. So much, I really like my mind's blown. I found it to be very, in, I've always been interested in astrology, but this was another way to look at that. Um, I'm going to look more into that. Um, but is it how do you say it again? Better, better, beta. Astrology was so interesting and so much. So we we didn't get to our off topics because there was just too much to do. I mean, I was like, hey, one thing. One thing for Sean though, when you were talking about the uh, the sky being different, that's absolutely hundred percent correct. And that was all part of the Mayan calendar that the sky moves, a, you know, a certain degree every year, and mm -hmm. it, it takes like forty six hundred years to complete the cycle. So in twenty twelve, we will look at the same sky that they were looking at 4,600 years ago oh, wow. okay. would have put you back to Noah. That was the sky Noah was looking at. And then like mm -hmm. Egypt, when they built the pyramids, they were looking at a totally different sky than we see today. So what your question was, yeah, that does happen. It it moves it okay. you know, because it, of the wobble in our rotation. Thank you, sir. Thank you. So interesting. And um, we're so glad to have you as a, as a guest co-host. It was great. I guess we'll see you in yep. another two weeks. Is that how it's going to go? <laughs> yeah. Well, it depends if I have, uh, yeah. if I'm doing anything. If I'm not doing anything, I'll jump on next yeah, week. Yeah, definitely. I mean, it was a good show tonight. Yeah, it was awesome Very show. informative. Yes, yes, it was. I mean, I, I tell you what, I could listen to them all night. I know that's a good thing. We can I tell listen. you oh what, I God. could not follow those charts to save my life. I had hieroglyphics to me. There's just so much math involved. That's why you have yeah. to have a programmer. Forget it. You can't do that. Yeah, but, you know, years ago, I bought a deck of tarot cards. And when I read the instructions, it was basically a game you were playing based on what card comes up, this and that. So, you know, I don't know. Do the astrology charts, you know, I mean, is it all true? Or, you know, there's a lot of things that the palm reader can tell you. And you say, oh, yeah, that happened to me once. So I, I don't know. I don't know how accurate all of that is or it's coincidence, you know. Yeah. Ask the so, Magic 8-Ball. Yep. Oh, yeah. We should ask. We have. <laughs> we should ask the Magic Ball. So we're going to be heading on out All so right. Sean can get into his show. 
So I want to thank everybody for tuning in tonight. Um, we had a great show and you can learn more on Mar- I want to keep calling it Mark Harmon. It's probably because that one series. NCIS. So everybody, thank you for turning in to Jason. Torture Tuesday. We'll see you next week. Same time, same channel. I got to find our, we got to find our video, which I'm always doing late. Okay. Where is it, Sean? Oh God, where is it? I can't find it. I always have to look for the uh, ending and I can't go fast enough.